0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was teaching one day, and among the audience there were Pharisees and doctors of the law who had come from every village in Galilee, from Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was behind his works of healing. Then some men appeared, carrying on a bed a paralyzed man, whom they were trying to bring in, and lay down in front of him. But as the crowd made it impossible to find a way of getting him in, they went up onto the flat roof and lowered him and his stretcher down through the tiles into the middle of the gathering, in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, my friend. Your sins are forgiven you. The scribes and the Pharisees began to think this over. Who is this man talking blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, aware of their thoughts, made them this reply. What are these thoughts you have in your hearts? Which of these is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you? or to say, get up and walk. But to prove to you that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I order you, get up and pick up your stretcher and go home. And immediately before their very eyes, he got up, picked up what he had been lying on and went home, praising God. They were all astonished and praise God and we're filled with awe saying, we have seen strange things today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Lord Jesus Christ. Our savior is teaching we were told that he was doing so in a house. We were also told that his audience consisted of Pharisees and doctors of the law, that is experts in scripture, experts in law and the prophets. And what was more, that they came from every village in Galilee from Judea as well as from Jerusalem. So there is a sense that these Pharisees and doctors had come to examine our Lord since they came from right across the country. And we're told that the power of the Lord was behind his works of healing. In other words, these works were divine acts They were not just uh, a case as in the prophets, but there were so many and they were so astounding that it was necessary that the authorities examine them. And there's nothing unusual in that at all. We have the same procedure. When there is um, uh, some apparition, it is natural for the bishop to set up a commission to examine the circumstances and to declare whether in fact it is from God or not. So in that sense, there's nothing unusual. What however is of concern is the attitude. Our Lord himself said, judge, but do not judge by appearances, judge rather in truth. And because of this bias against him, they were not willing to judge objectively. At that moment, we're told some men appeared carrying a paralyzed man on a stretcher. And they wanted to bring him to the Lord, but were quite unable to do so. So, being determined, they made a hole in the roof and lowered the man before the Lord. First of all, notice, they do not ask the Lord for anything. Again, there's a problem, they simply put it before him. Leaving him to decide what is the best solution to the problem. And so they lower the, the the man the paralyzed man on his stretcher and he appears before the Lord. We're told two things. That the Lord saw their faith. It was great faith. One, because they brought the man to him. Two, because they trusted his mercy. They didn't ask him for anything. They knew he would do what was best. And The Lord simply says, My friend, your sins are forgiven. The Lord did what is best. In so doing, in so saying, Your sins are forgiven, He tells us that some sicknesses are the punishment or the consequences of sin. And that unless the sin be forgiven, the sickness itself cannot depart. We're also told he saw their faith, not the faith of the paralyzed man because his faith alone could not save him, but the faith of those who carried him. It did, this, this does not mean that the paralyzed man didn't have faith. He did. Otherwise, he would never have consented to be brought to the Lord. But his faith was insufficient in itself to earn him the forgiveness of his sins. That is a very important point in theology, which in fact St. Ambrose brings up, that the faith of believers can save the unbeliever. St. Paul himself says this in the letter to the Corinthians, where he says, the faith of the believing spouse in a marriage, the faith of the believing spouse can help the unbeliever and bring the unbeliever to salvation. So our faith, our individual faith, is very important not only for ourselves, but for others. The scribes and the Pharisees appropriately think this over. And they begin to think in their hearts, they haven't said a word, who is this man talking blasphemy, for which the penalty is death, Who can forgive sins but God alone? And they're quite right in this. They're correct. But they should, because of the works our Lord had been performing, because of the miracles, we're told, and the power of the Lord was behind his works of healing. The fact that he had done this should have been an indication that he was more than a prophet. But their bias against him caused them to to judge him adversely. Who can forgive sins for God alone? And St. Luke tells us, Jesus, aware of their thoughts, made them this reply. What are these thoughts you have in your hearts? Who can read hearts but God alone? No angel can do this. Only God can read our hearts. And then he asks a question. Which of these is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you, And for sins indeed to be forgiven or get up and walk in which case the person gets up and walk so which of these two is easier well it's not the saying but the deed our Lord is referring to is it easier to say your sins are forgiven you and for sins to be forgiven or to say get up and walk and for the person to get up and walk and of course the answer is it's easier to heal the body than to heal the soul. Because the body, after all, is inferior to the soul. And an offense against God, the sin, is in the soul. And only God can forgive sins. The the, the Pharisees are quite correct. So then he says, But to prove to you the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I order you. Get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. Notice our Lord didn't say, I forgive your sins. He made a declaration of what had already taken place. But now he, he puts himself in the midst of it to show also that he had, in fact, forgiven sins. He said, in fact, to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority. He says, I order you. What is the order? three things get up be healed pick up your stretcher and go home the man was paralyzed anyone who has suffered the stroke as you know the muscles atrophy. They, 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 they they wear out there's no strength so the man is restored to full health so much so he's able to pick up the very thing on which he had been carried and he's able to go home. It happened before their very eyes, so there were enough witnesses who could give their testimony that this, in fact, is what had happened. The man went home praising God, no doubt for the forgiveness of his sins, but also for the healing of the body. The rest were astonished, and they praised God saying we have seen strange things today. Seeing is one thing, seeing as we say is believing. But far more important is hearing and believing. Let us then pray that what we hear from the Lord in his Gospels we will believe and that we will apply to our own lives. May our faith be salvific not only for ourselves but for others as well. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.